Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldar and Tiru Mezeches Nedarim Daf Pehe, the eleventh parak Ve'Eil Nedarim. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, on the previous Daf, the Gemara posed a contradiction. The mission says that when one prohibits Kohanim or Lavim, they may take his truma and miser. This indicates that Tobas Hana in a mamun, the benefit of pleasure is not an equity, meaning the fact that he can choose whom to give the trumas and misers to and accept payment to do so is not considered a monetary ownership of the truma and miser. Therefore, the Kohanim and Lavim are not receiving something of his. The next case states that if he prohibits specific Kohanim, then others should take the truma, but these Kohanim may not. This shows that he does have a monetary ownership because of Tobas Hana. Rav Hoshai answered that they reflect the opinions of Tutanaim who argue about this question. After the Gemara rejects his interpretation of that Malchogas, Rava finally answers, Our Mishnah holds Tobas Hana is a monetary ownership, which explains the last case. The reason for the first case is that since Truma is only fit for Kohanim, then by attempting to prohibit it to all Kohanim, Shavya offer Ba'alma, he has rendered it mere dust to himself. Since it's impossible for him to give it to any Kohen, he has forfeited those monetary rights and rendered it like Hefker. Point number two, the next mission states, If a woman said to her husband, Konum that I will not work for my father, he cannot revoke the netter because it's not inwi nefesh, nor does it impact him. If she says, Sheini oisa alpicho, Konum, that I will not work for your mouth, the Tanakhama says no hafar is necessary, because since she's obligated to work for him, the netter is ineffective. Rebekiva says, Yafer He should revoke it, for perhaps she'll produce more than his due, and the excess, which belongs to her, would become forbidden to him. The Tanakama holds that even the excess belongs to him and remains permitted. Rabbi Yochum Minuri says, Yafer He should revoke it, for perhaps he'll divorce her and should become forbidden to him. Although he also holds that excess produce is not prohibited by her netter, he holds that the netter will take effect after divorce, prohibiting to him all she produces, which will make it impossible for him to remarry her. And point number three, Shmuel said that the lacha is like Riyochan ben Nuri. The Gemara says that by allowing her netter to take effect on what will be produced after her divorce, Shmuel seems to hold a person may consecrate something which does not yet exist because a netter is similar to hektish. However, this contradicts another ruling of Shmuel's. It was stated in the mission that if one is makdish his wife's earnings, she can continue to produce her needs and they remain permitted. Her excess earnings, however, are forbidden according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yochanan Sanlewa says they are also permitted because he cannot be makdish earnings that do not yet exist. And Shmuel said the halakha accords with Rabbi Yochanan Sanlewa. Rabbi Huna Braid Rabbi Yeshua answered, Our mission is a case where she says, my hand should be consecrated to their maker, or in our case, Konam, the Yadaim Ha'isnahuba'olam, because her hands exist in the world and are subject to Hegdish. The Gemara clarifies that since her hands are obligated to her husband, she must have added when I become divorced. The next stuff will discuss the efficacy of such a nether. So once again, the three points are number one. On the previous stuff, the Gemara posed a contradiction. The mission says that when one prohibits Kohanim or Lavim, they may take his truma and miser. This indicates that Tobas Hana in a mamun, the benefit of pleasure is not an equity, meaning the fact that he can choose whom to give the trumas and misers to and accept payment to do so is not considered a monetary ownership of the truma and miser. Therefore, the Kohanim and Lavim are not receiving something of his. The next case states that if he prohibits specific Kohanim, then others should take the truma, but these Kohanim may not. This shows that he does have a monetary ownership because of Tobas Hana. Rav Hoshai answered that they reflect the opinions of Tutanaim who argue about this question. After the Gemara rejects his interpretation of that Malchogas, Rava finally answers, 
Our Mishnah holds Tobosana is a monetary ownership, which explains the last case. The reason for the first case is that since Truma is only fit for Kohanim, then by attempting to prohibit it to all Kohanim, Shavya offer Ba'alma. He has rendered it mere dust to himself. Since it's impossible for him to give it to any Kohen, he has forfeited those monetary rights and rendered it like Hefker. Pointing to the next mission states, if a woman said to her husband, Konum that I will not work for my father, he cannot revoke the netter because it's not inwi nefesh, nor does it impact him. If she says, Sheni oisa alpicho, Konum, that I will not work for your mouth, the Tanakhama says no hafar is necessary, because since she's obligated to work for him, the netter is ineffective. Rabbi Kiva says, Yafar shemetadifal of yosim in He should revoke it for perhaps she'll produce more than his due, and the excess, which belongs to her, would become forbidden to him. The Tanakama holds that even the excess belongs to him and remains permitted. Rabbi Yochum and Nuri says, Yafar shemetadifal He should revoke it for perhaps he'll divorce her and should become forbidden to him. Although he also holds that excess produce is not prohibited by her netter, he holds that the netter will take effect after divorce, prohibiting to him all she produces, which will make it impossible for him to remarry her. And point number three, Shmuel said that the lacha is like Ryochan ben Nuri. The Gemara says that by allowing her netter to take effect on what will be produced after her divorce, Shmuel seems to hold Adam Makdish A person may consecrate something which does not yet exist because a netter is similar to Hektish. However, this contradicts another ruling of Shmuel's. It was stated in the Mishnah that if one is Makdish his wife's earnings, she can continue to produce her needs and they remain permitted. Her excess earnings, however, are forbidden according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yochanan Sanlu says they are also permitted because he cannot be Makdish earnings that do not yet exist. And Shmuel said the halakha accords with Rabbi Yochanan Sandler. Rav Huna Braid Rav Yeshua answered, Our mission is a case where she says, My hand should be consecrated to their maker, or in our case, Konam, the Yadayim Ha'isna because her hands exist in the world and are subject to Hekdish. The Gemara clarifies that since her hands are obligated to her husband, she must have added when I become divorced. The next up, we'll discuss the efficacy of such a nether. All right, so now we get our simon dot and our standard simon relates to a pet, a mouth. We use a dentist for the simon, a dentist. So here goes. When the dentist forbid benefit to al so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his tobas hanav, his truma, as it was rendered like dust, his wife, who worked as a hygienist, got upset and declared, Konam, I will not work for your mouth, and my hand should be consecrated to their maker. Once again, it's a motion. When the dentist, dentist, that must be more enough. Pay, hey, mouth, dentist. When the dentist forbid benefit to al Kahanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he'd given up his tobos hana of his truma, as it was rendered like dust, which reminds us. The mission says when one prohibits Kohanim or Levim, they may take his truma and mice. This indicates that tobos hana in a moment, the benefit of pleasure is not in equity, meaning the fact that he can choose whom to give the trumas and mice to and accept payment to do so is not considered a monetary ownership of the truma and mice. Therefore, the Kohanim and Levim are not receiving something of his. Rava says that our Mishnah holds that Tobosana is a monetary ownership, which explains a later case in the Mishnah. The reason for this case is that since Truma is only fit for Kohanim, then by attempting to prohibit it to all Kohanim, Shavya Afra Ba'alma, he has rendered it mere dust to himself. Since it's impossible for him to give it to any Kohan, he has forfeited those monetary rights and rendered it like Hefker.
So when the dentists were bid benefit to all Kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his tobas hanav, his truma, as it was rendered like dust. His wife, who worked as his hygienist, got upset and declared, Konama will not work for your mouth. Which reminds us, if a wife says to her husband, She'ini osa al-picho, Konam then will not work for your mouth, the Tanakama says, no hafar is necessary, because since she's obligated to work for him, the netter is ineffective. Rebekiva says, He should revoke it, for perhaps she'll produce more than his due, and the excess which belongs to her would become forbidden to him. The Tanakama holds that even the excess belongs to him and remains permitted. Rav Yochum and Nuri says, He should revoke it, for perhaps he'll divorce her and then she'll become forbidden to him. So, when the dentist forbid benefit to al Kohanim, so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his tobas hana of his truma, as it was rendered like dust, his wife who worked as his hygienist got upset and declared, Konama will not work for your mouth, and my hand should be consecrated to their maker. Which reminds us, Rav Huna Brave Rav Yeshua explained our mission as a case, where a wife says, Yikachu Yedai and my hand should be consecrated to their maker, or in our case, Konam, the Yadaim Ha'isnu Huba'olam, because her hands exist in the world and are subject to Hektish. The more clarifies that since her hands are obligated to her husband, she must have added, when I become divorced. So once again, when the dentist forbid benefit to al so they wouldn't become his patients, didn't realize he had given up his tobos and of his truma, as it was rendered like dust. His wife, who worked as his hygienist, got upset and declared, Konama will not work for your mouth, and my hand should be consecrated to their maker. All right, so now it's time for Forblabach Hazar, Daf Pe'ov. So the simmer Daf Pe'ov is a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, grandpa, that must be more Daf Pe'ov, pa, grandpa. The grandpa was agitated that his grandson was not a Talmud Chacham, like his son, which reminds us it was taught, be careful with the sons of Amanim, because Torah will go from them. The Gemara asks, why is it uncommon for Talmud Chachamim to have sons who are Talmud Chachamim? And five answers are given. So the grandpa was agitated that his grandson was not a Talmud Chacham, like his son, told him to shape up and start reciting Birchas Torah. Which reminds the Kushbar explained that the reason B'nai Yisrael has the land is, Al-Azlam is Torah si, and because of their forsaking my Torah. The Gemara said there are two phrases in the Pusik, they did not heed my voice and nor follow it, and are apparently the same. And reviewed explaining the name of Rab, Shema Varkim B'Torah Tchilat. Nor follow it means they did not recite the Baracha on Torah before learning. Ron famously explains in the name of Rabbeinu Yoda that if forsaking Torah had meant that they did not learn Torah, then the sages and prophets would have understood well why the land was lost. Rather, they did learn Torah, which is why only Kush Baruch could explain the destruction of the land. They did not sufficiently value their Torah to be fitting to make a bracha upon. So the grandpa was agitated that his grandson was not a Tamil Chacham, like a son, told him to shape up and start reciting Birchas Torah, and then maybe his wife won't make a nether again not to paint her eyes nor apply rouge. Which reminds me, Yossi agrees that the husband can revoke in the dharm that our dharm should be no such as in a case where the wife says, Konum, that I will not pay my eyes, or that I will not apply rouge. Daf pay base. So the simmer daf pay base is peanut butter. So here goes. The man who was permitted to his wife with peanut allergies, who said, I am removed from juice since they love peanut butter, peanut butter, that must be more daf pay base. The man who was permitted to his wife with peanut allergies who said, I am removed from juice since they love peanut butter because he revoked his portion, which reminds us, Rava inquired of Rav Nachman, according to the Rabban, is a netter to abstain from relations considered inui nefesh or only dvarim shabbain olavina. He answered that this can resolve from a Mishnah which states, If she vowed, I am removed from Jews, meaning prohibited in relations with all Jews, he may revoke his portion, meaning as it pertains to him, and she may relations 
relations with him, with the Hinatu Amin Yehudi, but she will remain removed from all other Jews. This proves that a netter of relations is only Dvarim Shabbat Levina. The word reflects this proof by saying that the mission is Rabbi Yossi's opinion. So, the man who was permitted to his wife with peanut allergies, who said, I'm removed from Jews since they love peanut butter, because he revoked his portion, and then revoked her nether of the peanut farmer's benefit, is conum upon me, which reminds us, Shmuel taught in the name of Levi, husband can revoke except benefit from me is conum upon which he cannot revoke, because it does not afflict her. But a netter of pony's benefit is a condom upon me, he can revoke because this may afflict her, although it's only about a single person. So, the man who was permitted to his wife with peanut allergies, who said, I'm removed from juice and say love peanut butter, because he revoked his portion, and then revoked her netter of, the peanut farmer's benefit is condom upon me, was at his wit's end when she vowed from two loaves of sandwich bread, where one was made of fine flour and the other one from coarse flour, which reminds us, Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, if she vowed from two loaves, one by which she's afflicted, meaning it's a fine flour, and one by which she's not afflicted, because it's of coarse flour, because he can revoke the afflictive element of the nether, he can also revoke the non-afflictive element, and both loaves are permitted. Rabasi said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that he may only revoke the afflictive element. Daf Pei Gimel, so the symbol for Daf Pei Gimel is a pogo stick. So here goes. The husband was made for completely in the Naziris of his wife, the pogo stick champion pogo stick, that must be on Daf Pei Gimel. The husband was made for completely in the Naziris of his wife, the pogo stick champion, so that she could drink her power grape drink with grape seeds and skins, which reminds us where Yosef explained, a Naziris of Chassan, there's no halfway Naziris. The Rosh explains that a wife's original netter of Naziris is a single netter encompassing all the prohibitions of Naziris. So the husband's hafara, part of the Naziris, avoids the entire nether. In contrast, the nether from two loaves is essentially two separate nadarim. So the husband's hafara of one does not dictate the voiding of the other. So the husband was made for completely in the Naziris of his wife, the pogostic champion, so that she can drink her power grape drink with grape seeds and skins, watch her jump over the sad Nazir bemoaning that nobody would bury him because he doesn't bury others, which reminds us, a Nazir refraining from Tuma does indeed cause discomfort so the husband can revoke his wife's nether. As Rimeira taught, what's the meaning of the Pasuk Vahaka Yiten Alibo and the living shall take at the heart? One who eulogizes others will be eulogized. One who cries over others will be cried over. And one who buries others will be buried. Refraining from these activities will deprive her of these benefits. So the husband was made for completely in the Naziris of his wife, the pogo stick champion, so that she could drink her power grape drink with grape seeds and skins, watch her jump over the sad Nazir bemoaning that nobody would bury him because he doesn't bury others, and he proudly waited at the finish line with some leket for her to take because he could not be made for her netter of konum shani nenen lebrius, which reminds us the next Mishnah teaches konum shani nenen lebrius in hafer. If she said konum by benefiting from people, he could not revoke it and she can benefit from leket because they're ownerless. Daf Pei Dalit, so the Zimmer Daf Pei Dalit is a launch pad. So here goes. The woman who vowed, I am removed from all Jews, which included her husband, whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, launch pad, that must be on Daf Pei Dalit. The woman who vowed, I am removed from all Jews, which included her husband, whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, which reminds us, Robert challenged Rav Nach, who said that a husband is not included in a letter from people, from a Mishnah, a woman who vowed, I am removed from Jews, the husband can revoke what pertains to him, and she may have relations with him, but she remains prohibited in relations to all the Jews, even after divorce. The Gemara answers that although the husband is generally not included in a letter from people, here he is included in the letter from relations, since we presume that she intends to prohibit someone who is permitted.
So the woman who vowed, I'm removed from all Jews, which included her husband, whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, went off to collect some mice or honey by the granary, which reminds us, our mission allows one who is prohibited in benefits from all people to receive lechot shulchan because they are onerless. The Gemara notes, Katani ani, that our mission does not seem to allow her to receive mice or honey, and this contradicts a bright which allows it. Rabbi answers that our mission is discussing my ani, which is distributed in the house, which the Torah describes with Nasina, giving, indicating that the owner determines to whom he gives it, so therefore she may not receive such my ani. The Bryce is discussing my ani distributed at the granary, which the Torah says, recho, and you shall set it down within your cities, indicating that anyone may take it without the owner's consent, so she may receive it. So the woman who vowed, I'm removed from all Jews, which included her husband whom she put in a spaceship on a launch pad, went off to collect some Maiso Ani by the granary, where she saw one man designate Maiso Ani of the Mai, which reminds us, Rav Yosef presented a Machokas Tanaim. Rav Yosef says, that one does not need to designate Maiso Ani of the Mai, and the Chum say he must designate it. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which step do we learn that another opponent's benefit is konam upon me? A husband can revoke because this may afflict her, although it's only about a single person. That's on Duff. Pay base. Good number two. Which step do we discuss whether one who is prohibited in benefits from all people may collect my ani? That's on Duff. Pay dollar. Good number three. Which step do we learn another refrain from Tuma does indeed cause discomfort because we learn it's one who buries that will be buried. That's on Duff. Pay Gimel. Good number four. Which of the one why wife's nether of Natula Animini Yehudim includes her husband? That's on Duff. Pay Dalad. Good number five. Which of the one ain't Naziris? There is no halfway Naziris. That's on Duff. Pay Gimel. Good number six. Which of the have three different opinions in a case where a wife says to her husband, Konum, I will not work for your mouth? That's on Duff. Pay hey. Good number seven. Which of the case where a wife vowed from two loaves, one by which she's afflicted, meaning a fine flower, and one by which she's not afflicted, meaning of coarse flower, that's on Duff? Pay base. Good number eight. Which of the one, when one forbids all Kohanim and Levim, he has forfeited his Tobas Anna since he renders the Trumas and Meisers like mere dust, that's on Duff? Pay hey. Good number nine. Which that thing when Rav Yossi agrees that a husband can revoke Nadarim, that I be no Levina, such as Konum, I will not wear rouge, or I will not wear eye makeup, that's on Duff. Pay off. Good. And number 10, which step do you have a case where a wife says, my hand should be consecrated to their maker, that's on Duff. Pay hey. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.